The Runner's Diary Podcast with Brian and Damian. News, results, and interviews from the Cork running scene and beyond. Welcome to the Runner's Diary, episode 31. I'm Damian. And I'm Brian. On this week's show, we will have all the latest news and all of last week's results. We'll have upcoming fixtures, and our big interview this week is with Dara McAlee, Evan Byrne, and Hall Power. That's all to come on this week's episode of the Runner's Diary Podcast. Okay, so welcome back to everybody again to this week's podcast, the number one running podcast in Ireland. So we're absolutely, we should be, yeah, we should have celebratory music and champagne popping and all that type of stuff. But uh, yeah, really, really great news. Obviously, we put a lot of work into this, so it's nice to see, uh, I suppose, some recognition out there. And uh, we were watching it all week long. We were popping up close to the top and mm. then... I was traveling to Dungarvan this morning when I got a message from my colleague Damien to say we're number one. Check it out. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. big moment is look, it's you know, as I'd always say, you know, these things change so fast with all with the podcast at the moment. But look, at least at least now we can call ourselves number one, you know, for now anyway, which we, we is a great moment for us. And look, it's something that started for us just doing as, you know, a hobby that we like doing and, we, and it's still a hobby and we like doing it. But, you know, it's getting a bit more serious now and the figures are starting to show that. So, look, thanks everybody who listens and thanks to everyone with the messages of support over the last few days when we have put up the where we were at number three and now number one. So thank you to everybody for that. Um, it's fantastic. And, you know, we do it, but we wouldn't be anywhere without everybody, obviously. So thanks to everybody for that. Yeah, I think that's important. Look, we don't take ourselves too seriously. And we're not going to get carried away. But like, again, as you said, it's down to the clubs and the runners. And even this morning there at Dungarver, there was some people came over and said a few things, nice things as well. Mm. So we don't get too much abuse yet, but I'm sure that will come as well. That, that will come <laughs> and we'll deserve it when it does. When it does. <laughs> so, OK, on, on the back of that, no, well, it's not necessarily on the back of this, but myself and Brian have had, had been doing a lot of talking recently. And um, in fairness, look, we've had a couple of... Um, sponsors who've kind of come on board with us helping us which is obviously go team sports and where and we have district who are coming on um, helping us now as well towards the Cork City Marathon and with that we're giving a little shout out if there's any company person or business or anything like that who would like to help us um, reach a lot of um, kind of ambitious goals that we have throughout this year we would really appreciate it and we will say this much as myself and Brian have said this from day one everything that we get on this show as in from sponsors or from competitions is staying on the podcast it's going nowhere else i.e. you know we go towards a new GoPro that we want to start using again for um you know, to, to keep up doing the races that Brian and Ferris is doing very good work with at the moment. Um, true better sound um, software, which is what we're looking to upgrade as well, and so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, Brian? Yeah, uh, look, on top of that, again, if there's anything comes available, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, we've, we've uh, as we spoke last week, we've linked up with a, a teamware company now, and, you know, we'll pull in prizes as well, and we can, you know, uh, beanie hats whatever if there's anything floating around that way we'll be sure to put it back into the show so um, yeah whatever it makes it better we'll keep it going 
Um, so, so again, look, yeah, if there's anyone out there who's interested, talk to us and we can talk to you a bit more and give you a bit more details of what we can do as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So on with that, right, look, we've we had the pleasure of meeting, obviously, the three lads, Dara, Evan and Michal last week. Um, we we laugh. We, we said at the start of the interview, look, lads, we tried to keep this now to a half an hour, 30 minutes. We, you know, I think we had to pull the plug at about an hour 10. So this is Sorry, a yeah, this yeah. is a long episode. So with that, we're just going to shorten everything up a small bit here today um, because it is a long enough episode. So we're going to kind of move along quite nicely with this. Um, so, look, it is a good episode. I, I, I really enjoyed having a chat with the lads. It was a good fun. It was a good laugh. Um, mm-hmm. Plenty of information in there. Um, you know, so... You know, I enjoyed it. And on that note as well, thankfully yesterday I got to have a chat as well with um Kieran O'Leonard yesterday. Brian decided to take the evening off um go to a very exciting court game. So that also, when it when it does go out, which is going to be in a couple of weeks, and there's a reason why that interview cannot go out earlier, because he gave us some information that, you know, he we we wouldn't be able to find out unless I leave a go out in about two weeks' time, three weeks' time. So um, that's going out then. So, you know, I enjoy that. Again, that's another hour-long episode. So, you know, the interviews are getting that bit longer now. But, you know, I must say there's plenty of information on it. The only good thing is that people have a week to listen to it, so they can't come Exactly. before the next one comes out. (laughs) So with that, I think we'll move on to the new section. Okay, so as some of you may have seen, we launched a competition this week uh, to run, to win, sorry, not even run, to win uh, two Beanie Hats, the Runner's uh, Diary podcast Beanie Hats, and also, I think, two entries to the Eagle AC 5-miler. That's the Tommy Ryan's Eagle AC 5-miler. So again, great competition, a couple of prizes. The hats are, there's pictures up there if anybody wants to have a look at them. Um, You look one of the first you'll be the first to receive these hats the first I think. people yeah. but like by, myself and brian will 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 receive them i think nearly next end of next week but we will not wear them there will be no one will touch them you will be the first to get them on the day and all you need to do to win the two hats is sign up for the eagle five mile race um and any more information there is available on eagle ac facebook page um and also on our own page as well um, so sign up and you'll be entered into the draw for that and then to win the two free entries all you need to do is like and share the post that we have up on our Facebook page and we'll even like the Eagle have it up on their page so either one of us anyone who sh- likes and shares that will be entered into the competition to win one of two entries that will be made available for the day so two very good prizes and thanks to Eagle AC for supporting us with that and a big special thanks to Karen and Rory to two race organizers as well um you know who put children work in so two competitions make sure you enter it's, it's definitely a great race so that's number one duty yep. next one i to have a look at our strava very briefly so as we said it's a long episode so we have plans for strava but we're not going to get fully into it yet but just want to shout out for two people so one is louise o'sullivan who gave us a shout out today um, on her run in Dungarvan. So Louise is one of our Strava followers um, doing great mileage at the moment, hitting 51.2 miles for the week. So doing really well. She wants to be in the top 20. I'm glad to say she's actually third female overall. So well, well inside the top 20 there. So well done to Louise. Keep up the good work. And thanks again for giving us a shout out. And I think another person we got to mention who from day one, I think, mm. has always supported us on his runs and again, tags us. 
Um, and it, again, it's hugely appreciated is Daniel Fieldhouse. And Daniel, again, another big week for mileage for Daniel with 52.5 miles. Uh, so again, keep up the good work, Daniel. And again, thanks for your support and all the shout-outs. Yeah, and look, it just shows that the, the club, you know, the Strava Club helps and it keeps everyone motivated. So um, that's fantastic. And thank you very much to everybody who gives us call-outs. It means a lot to us and, you know, it gets the name out there as well, which is most important. So we also have... Um, a kind of an exclusive bit of news at the moment, which is the Cork City 10k route is very close. And sorry, I should have started that. It's very close to being um, finalised and should be announced. I say which shortly enough. Um, so we've just been we've been informed that we can send people look. It is very close to being announced. Um, there'll be more information hopefully very very soon. So look, that's exciting. It's you know to get the race route down. So that at least people will know what they're planning. And, you know, when we're talking to with people over the next few weeks and things like that, that we will be able to, you know, have some information that we'll be able to give out as well. So, you know, that's going to be a good one. So best luck to them and hopefully they get the route that they want. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, just I suppose on the back of that team with the Cork City Martin, um, just to put it out to that next week's show, we're going to have a few people on. Um, similar to what we did with the Dublin Marathon. So we've invited a few people on who will, I suppose, we'll, we'll track their journey over the coming months. Next next week, we'll just be kind of a get to know them um, and their running background. And then people can follow them um, as kind of leaders, follow their progress and uh, we'll keep a close watch and again, give advice and wherever we can. So that's all to come as well on next week. So plenty coming up with Cork City Marathon related. It's going to start hotting up soon. Um, so uh, we'll follow up on that. Yeah, and of course, look, if... You're listening to this before Wednesday. Um, so if you're listening to it Monday evening or Tuesday or Wednesday morning, and if you are interested in coming on, we are looking still at the moment for two females. Um, if you're interested in coming on, we actually have two lads at the moment. Um, so if you are doing either the half, the full or the 10K in Cork and you're interested in coming on, giving your story and, you know, coming on every once in a while, giving a, you know, updates on it, let us know and we will definitely give you a shout back. Um, but that we are going to be recording that on Wednesday night at half past eight. So just make sure you need to be available on Wednesday night at half past eight as well for that. Okay. Um, again, just very briefly, some other bits of news. I know, I, I mean, certainly this week for me, anyway, every time I checked on social media, I was hearing of a, a new Irish or another Irish athlete who was blitzing a trail somewhere. So, Obviously, we have Dara McElhaney coming up later. Uh, Dara had a great run this weekend. Yeah, so Dara um, ran the 3,000 metres um, in Boston with a time of 7.45.79 um, and finishing seventh overall. And that was a new PB for Dara. Um, fantastic run again. And, you know, well done to Dara on that. Um, you're delighted to see that our interview made him run faster. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you had... Um, Sorry, Adeleki as well, who I'm trying to find it right now, is in the time. Um, so she ran a new 400 metre national record of 51.58. Um, and that national record has stood since 2002. 21 so, years, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that, you know, Adisha is in unbelievable form at the moment. And it is absolutely crazy and fantastic to see. Um, you know, she's definitely. I think she's a world star. Isn't oh, she? she's definitely a world star. Yeah, she's going to absolutely smash it. Um, so congratulations to the two of them. There was plenty of other results as well, but look, you can check them out on plenty of social media platforms as well as well. And we might look at that in the future. 
Yeah, so I think we better move closer to home and, and we'll return to the results now. For the latest results and details of upcoming races, go to therunnersdiary.com. Okay, so we'll first look at the park runs as we do every week. So again, we're looking across all the venues across Munster. And as we do as well, if you want to check out our website, we post all the full results to the website and all the links to all the park runs. So uh, to summarize it, I suppose, we'll start off in Cork. So Tremor Valley um, had the fastest times this weekend in Cork with John Durkin from Toke Racy with a great time of 16.11. And uh, I think that was the fastest time in Munster as well. Fastest time in Munster. And again, that's just because he was mentioned in the podcast and in, in the interview there we'll, we'll hear later on. So that, like, let's, this is, if you want to run faster, get your name mentioned or come onto the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the fastest female in Cork last week um, was Orla Bourne from St. Finbar's AC in another great time there, 18.24. So Cork recorded uh, Tremor Valley, sorry, for the fastest times in Cork last weekend. And in uh, Kerry, you had Clarny, which was Tim Long from Unreoct in the time of 1738. Um, and then in the Tralee Park Road, you had Amy, uh, Abby, um, Stephen's son um, from Spa, Fiend Borough in the time of 2003. To Clare, we go next. Uh, Lee's Road was the venue for Jamie Kelly, Ennis Track Club. Again, another great time of 1645. And fastest time in Clare and also fastest time in Munster for a female this weekend was Neve Markham from the Ennis Track Club in a time of 18.14. And to Waterford where Tremor and the, the first maid across the line was Dermot J. Gorman from Carrigan Shore in a time of 17.37. And Janet Quinlan was the first female across the line in a time of 22.11 also in Tremor. Yeah, Limerick next. So the fastest male there, uh, runner, I think, well known to Manny, Nyla Rairdon, was first home there in a time of 17.52. And in Mungret, uh, Pamela Kirby was the fastest female in Limerick at a time of 20.46. And then finally to Tipperary, in Templemore, uh, Alex Crowley was the first male across line in 17.50. And in Ferristown, um, Caramel Fitzgibbon in a time of 19.40 was the first female across the line. And also just in that as well, uh, big congratulations to um, our good friends at the Sanctuary Runners who celebrated their birthday um, also over the weekend. And I think it's a fifth birthday, sorry, I'm just getting it up right now. Yeah, so they're celebrating their fifth birthday with a massive big crowd who ran in the Ballancolic Park Run. So happy birthday to the Sanctuary Runners. Many, 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 many more years of massive success, no doubt. Yeah, great work being done by them there. Um, so then we move forward to Sunday morning. So obviously there was a couple of big races, but in the world of Imra, um, just before we came on to record this, we got a, a kind of a quick note in. So we don't have the full details, but uh, in the males event there at Mount, Mount Hillary, uh, first home there was Jordan Richards, followed by David Sheehy. And I believe Tom Blackburn, a former guest on the show, uh, was a very close third place there. So uh, well done to Jordan, David and Tom. And in the female event, just two, uh, the one in second, or first and second here at the moment. Uh, so Michelle Kenny, again, I think another lady we've had on many, 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 many times. And we've mentioned many, many, many times. So Michelle Kenny keeping that uh, kind of good look charm going. So yeah. first place there. So well done to Michelle, proving that she can do road, track, trail, you name it. So Cross country, everything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, second place there was Grainne McGee. So again, well done to host club Mount Hillary AC. I know they put on a great event. They're a very, uh, very friendly club there. So well done to everybody involved there. 
Yep. And so we'll move on to what I think was probably the big event for the weekend for most people in in Munster, which was the Dungarvan 10 mile. Now, I'm sitting right in, a, in front of a person who went down there today and by all accords on absolutely perfect conditions. Ran a PB, so obviously again the good omen of being on the podcast and running a PB um, helped. I think actually I found out the secret, so I'm not obviously training very much, I'm training nearly at all at this stage. But I think it's been on with you because I'm waiting for you to slag me. So I'm I'm going to say I'm using that as motivation. If I keep beeping, you can't give out to me. <laughs> and, and I can't give out to like, and, you. Know, we'll come to it in a few seconds just before, you know, after this, we just quickly, we briefly talk about our training just very briefly. But, you know, it's, it's, it is incredible in fairness. Like another PB, especially at 55 years old, is, you know, yeah, is, yeah. Is, is massive. Um, it's but actually bizarre, just, though. Do you know, just all jokes aside, because like, I was just looking back over my Strava. I've done so little of late. And like, I look back at the John Buckley 10 that we spoke about a lot on the show mm-hmm. from last year, where I was in potentially peak form and didn't PB. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense, does yeah. it? But anyway, we'll take uh, it. Look, we'll take I think it. sometimes, I, don't, I think I've said it before. I don't know if I've said it before. I'll say it. No, anyway, sometimes you go into races and you just ignore it and you just go and run. And that's when yeah. you run the best. Anyway, forget about me. Yeah. Back to the race. Right. So back, I, back to the main people. So you just touched on it though, but like the conditions today were like on the back of having how many in Rahini last week? What did we say? Three thousand. Three thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think three thousand seven hundred was announced today as we crossed over the start line. I think we ended up at about two thousand seven hundred with all the drop offs, but still three thousand runners on an absolutely perfect morning for running. You couldn't ask for better conditions, you know. Yeah. Um, Great spread of clubs, as we always say, Dungarvan, uh, and you know many, many faces we know from ourselves from the races. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and look, and look, just even look at the results there. You know, again, the, the podcast boost has helped the men's um, in that, um, which we'll go through there. Um, so William Mansfield, Mansell, um, Mansell, sorry, in a time of forty nine forty eight, took the win quite comfortably. Um, over David McCarthy from West Waterford in a time of 51 minutes flat. Now, David gets plenty of mentioning in the podcast with the lads later on because um, he's been a, a coach of the three lads at one time. So, you know, gets a great um, talk up from the lads. Thirdly, former guest, very, very popular guest, Conor McCauley from Leeville, finishing in a time of 51.22. And that is like, you know, a brilliant run by Conor. Yeah, I was talking to Connor at the finish line. I think it was almost a late decision for him to go in. So again, it just makes it even the better, you know? Yeah, I know. I'm delighted for him. Fantastic result. In the female event, uh, so first home there in the female game event from Port Leash AC was Mary Mulhair in a great time again of 55.47, followed by Sally Forrestal from St. Joseph's AC in a time of 59.31. And third, Lady Home from Sports World Running Club, Aoife O'Leary, in a time of one hour, 17 seconds. So great times all around there. Uh, top, top, yeah, top, and, running. Um, massive, massive crowds. And, you know, fantastic from everybody. Great running and, you know, fantastic day out. Lovely yeah. city, lovely, lovely town. Sorry. Um, you know, so congratulations. Just very quickly then to add to that, maybe in the team event. So first team home overall was uh, Leeville. So well done to Leeville there. Their second team, Grange for Moy. And third, 
East Cork, so one, two, three there for the Cork teams. Uh, so well done to everybody there. And in the female event, if I just grab those quickly, uh, just bear with me there. In the female event, the first home there again uh, was Watergrass Hill AC. So well done to Watergrass Hill AC. Second team home was Kilkenny City Harriers. And third overall was Leave LAC again. So well done to all the teams there. Um, I'm going to give a cheeky shout out to my own club there uh, who punched really above our weight just today. We finished seventh overall, actually. So I think we were just behind the Eagle, actually, in that one. So we'll have to try and beat you next year. That's it. Yeah, exactly. But we're coming. We're coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll give a cheeky little shout out to two, uh, three, actually, really, um, to Andy Goulding, who, you know, Obviously, the early runs with me at the moment is making massive strides on his uh, times because he had an incredible time today. Um, you know, I think he was trying to break nearly. He was just trying to go to five thirties, and in the message I got from him, Karen Kion told him to <laughs> off. At, um, you know, after about three miles because he was just looking too comfortable, and you know, I think he finished in fifty three something in an incredible uh, time and. You know, delighted for him because he's putting, he's not putting big mileage again. Brian, this is where you can learn as well. You know, like where you've learned as well. Not, it's not all about mileage. Um, also, one of your club mates, Tyg, you know, had a fantastic race as well today, and um, you know, delighted for him as well. And of course, my other early morning running buddy, Kenins as well. So you know, another solid run from them. So you know, a cheeky little check, uh, shout outs there. But if anyone is, as we obviously, if anyone wants a shout out, let us know, and we will be happy to do it. So I think that's for all the results. Okay, so as we said, we have a pretty busy show, so we're just going to look ahead to the next two weeks' fixtures. Uh, and if people want then to look ahead further, um, you can check out our fixtures page, therunnersdiary.com, and go to the fixtures page, uh, and you'll see everything there. Um, so looking ahead to next weekend, as with every weekend, uh, on Saturday morning, we've all the park runs across Ireland. Um, so again, they all start off at 9.30am. Um, also on next Saturday the 11th in the world of Imra we have the Glenagilty Half Marathon and that takes place at 10am uh, so again check out the Imra calendar for more details on that um, and also in Kerry next Saturday the Trilly 10 miler and 5k road race in aid of the Kerry Hospice Foundation takes place and that's on at 10.30am so again Kerry is the place to be next Saturday for the Imra and the 10 miler and 5k and then on Sunday, um, Sunday morning, the first one up there is the Cline Commons 4K road race. That's race four of the series. Again, a very successful series. That's starting at 9.30 a.m. in Cline. Um, the talk of the day, though, the man himself, uh, Mr. Damon Kennedy, is making an appearance in the Munster Junior Under-23 Senior and Masters Indoor Championships. So again, every man in Ireland right now is shaking in their boots for the week ahead. And, uh, and I signed up for the 1500 and the 800 just for the laugh and all like Jesus I'm a man who wants to suffer <laughs> we'll uh, have to keep a real close eye on that one uh, but also on that day closer to home is the Cork BHA Janssen 6km race so again the BHA calendar is a great one to look out for as well and that for the details um, again that's down in the Little Island route so that's a 6 clip. Yeah, and then we move to February the 18th on Saturday. Um, so, of course, again, you have the park runs in various locations. You also have a 9 a.m. start for the Trilly 10-mile road race, the Trilly Valentine's 
10 mile road race even more so um, so if you're looking for something romantic on that weekend surely we'll be the place to go then you'll move to February the 19th where you have um, at 11am the Imra um, Mallow AC Trail Race um, you have in uh, in clear, you have two races in clear. You've run the Banner Series, which is a 6k in Kilnaboy, and you have run Clare Spanish Point five mile race, um, which is starting at 1 pm. And then you have the big race of the day, which is a 34th Tommy Ryan Memorial Caragoline five mile race starting at 11 am. I did get slagged by a couple of people over forgetting that race last week yeah. and Brian, Brian you saving me so I will, not, yeah. I will not forget it this week so please sign up for that race you know it's it's obviously my home club um, so you know it'd be great to get as many people out to it and support it yeah all going well We'll I'd say that will be our next race with the GoPro so put on your best gear for that day yeah exactly yeah. Get, get the hair done yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so again if you want to look up more fixtures uh, check out the runnersdiary.com website and just go to the fixtures page there where you'll see a lot more events and again we also have uh, we've been putting them up over the last few weeks there again uh, some Couch to 5k programs so if you're interested in checking out the Couch to 5k we have a few up there if there's other clubs want to contact us please do um, if you don't see something there, just get onto your local club and see if they have something running soon because I think most clubs have no at this stage. So, Yeah, and obviously if clubs can tag us um, in the post so that, it's, you know, that we can find it because, look, it's myself and Brian who does all the, web, the website, like J- Jonathan and, you know, is in the background, but, you know, it's myself and Brian who is running the website so we do need as much help as we can because, unfortunately, we do have obviously full-time jobs and, you know, family and kids and all that, so it's hard to see a lot of things. So, look, again... That's where all the help comes in, where people tag us and share stuff with us. And, you know, we will make sure it goes up. Follow us on social media. Find The Runner's Diary on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I think now we will just move on to um, the interview with the three lads. So it's the longest one, lads. So sit back, relax. Good fun. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's good fun. Have a cup of coffee. Yeah. And we will talk to you when it's over. We're delighted to welcome Dara McElhaney, Evan Byrne and Michal Power to this week's uh, podcast. Probably the most talked about guests I think in a long time. Uh, we've, uh, I think this week we had more questions and more comments into us than any previous episode, I'd say. Um, so delighted to have you on the show, lads. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Thanks for having us. Great stuff. Uh, as you said, this is a bit of an international one. So maybe we call out where everybody is at the moment. Uh, Dara, where are you? Where are you now? I'm only in Dublin, so I'm not not too far. <laughs> that's, 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 that's foreign. <laughs> it is foreign, yeah. but yeah. Evan? time zone at least. Yeah, I'm in uh, Indiana, in the Midwestern USA. So yeah, pretty cool. I'm on the same time zone as Evan as well in Tulsa. So Tulsa. Mm-hmm. two o'clock for us here now. Two o'clock, Jesus lads, you're just out of bed, so. Just yeah, the exactly. nap time is just finished. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, sorry, we woke you up there. We apologise for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's going to be a busy show. I think uh, I'm nervous about this one in some ways because I think the guys are messers. So I think it's going to be a few. <laughs> few uh, at least Damon both of us feel old this week because I normally I get the slacking about my age. So I think we will keep quiet about age this week. Yes. Pretty young now, so we start off every week uh, with our guests with a kind of a rapid fire question round. So we'll do the same this week, um, and we'll go through each one of you. I think one after each other. So do you want to kick us off there, Damien? Yeah. So we start with the first one, which is flat course or hills. Dara, 
flat. Evan. Yeah, flat all day anyways. Flat all day here as well. All right, yeah, you're that's, that's straightforward. <laughs> the normal people actually didn't normally say hills, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next one, and I think we know the answer to this one anyway, but we'll ask it uh, short or long distance? Definitely long distance. This, wait now before we clear this up Clap. right so the long distance all right we talk about is the marathon all right so all right okay <laughs> so i know yeah. just for anyone who's listening the lads class like 3k and 5k as long distance right we class yeah. it as a marathon so <laughs> we go you know the middle distance we class it yeah so yeah. okay yeah, Evan? yeah i'd say the same middle distance too yeah yeah, I, I to be honest, I love racing like short distance, like I love racing a mile, but I'm not that good with so probably middle distance like three k, five k. Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. Right, next one. Um, I'll have to slightly change this one. Um, Adidas super shoe, Nike super shoe, or a different super shoe. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Adidas. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Evan, we get we get next percent, so I'm gonna have to say next percent. So, yeah. <laughs> Michal, we get um we get the Adidas the Adidas Adios Pro, so I actually love the Adidas. So I definitely go for them over the next percent. Lucky I changed that there. I must give them a go. I must give them a go, but I've heard good things. So. The next one again, maybe a bit funny one to ask you guys, but we'll throw it out there anyway. So in terms of racing, back, middle, or front of pack. Um, front. Dara front. Evan. Uh, yeah, middle to front, I guess. Yeah, middle to front. Mihal. Yeah, like I suppose it depends on the type of race, but yeah, you can't beat being up in front, being involved in the race. Yeah, yeah I agree with. Run alone or with a group? Ah, oh, definitely with a group. Do enough running on my own that if the if the opportunity ever comes to meet up with a few lads, you definitely take it. Evan. Yeah, definitely the same. Yeah, group all day. Yeah. Mihal. The group as well. Okay. Okay. Next one. Do you prefer training in hot or cold weather? And I think I'm actually going to go with Mihal first in this one because Mihal, you were just telling us a story there about the swing in the temperature. So explain that one yeah. David, and give me your answer. Yeah. So we did a workout on Friday and it was 16 degrees Celsius. And like just the Midwest moment, the temperature changes so quickly. So it feels like minus nine out there now. So um, I love training in the hot weather out here, like from from like August until like mid-October, the weather's unbelievable. So I'll definitely say hot weather, but yeah, it's mad out here. Like we can go from 16, 17 degrees one day to minus 10 the next. All right, Evan? Yeah, I'd say the same. Honestly, I I think we're getting Michal's cold front coming in the next few days and I'm not looking forward to it. So uh, definitely the warm weather. Um, okay. You can't beat it. Yeah. And Dara, seeing as you're in Dublin, you're probably used to the weather here at the moment, but I know that's not the long-term story. So what's yours? Yeah, I know definitely the warm weather as well. I think like I, I train in, in Kenya quite a lot. And then even kind of during the summer, like I'd often get away to altitude and yeah, it's definitely, definitely a lot easier to get it done when it's kind of 20 degrees outside and it's not cloudy or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Morning or evening runner, would you prefer? <sighs> I mean... I think morning is better, but like, I'm fair lazy, so I'll do <laughs> This is Dara, by the way, talking on yeah. <laughs> Go on, Evan. Um, yeah, like, I'd be I'd be in the same boat as Dara. Like, I like at 10 or 11 a.m. would be great for me, but like, we run at 7 a.m. 
so you have to be up and at them at 7am really but it's hard sometimes but I mean you get it out of the way so probably I'd say 10 or 11 would be perfect but 7am Mid, midday so. so we class that as there midday yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can do a 12 yeah. that right there. yeah that's my sweet spot definitely we yeah. uh, all it's mad like out here we train at like seven eight as well so like i absolutely hate the morning run sometimes but uh like yeah i'm definitely definitely big like afternoon evening person for races and big sessions and stuff so definitely the afternoon mm. okay this is a new question we've thrown in this week because you all have worn the irish signet Um so we're going to say if you could run for another country who would it be and why and we'll start with dara there oh jesus um, <laughs> I could run for a different country. Um, West Cork. West, West Cork. <laughs> yeah, if we're, classing, if we're not classing Cork as its own country, I'd probably go. Um, I know this is terrible podcast content because I'm just coming in high, but I actually right. have. Go on, no does, anyone, does anyone have an answer? Or anyone? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do. I do. Go on. I'd run for Qatar because they don't, don't give people money when, when you compete. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you can make a fortune. Yeah. Okay. I would Qatar. say if if the international or if Customs and Borders Protection of the United States is watching this, I would say the USA because I want that green card. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Evan, you have the accent nearly down anyway, so you're right. <laughs> so, we'll finish with, with one more. So, um, Beer, wine, or spirits? Uh, beer. Yeah, beer all day. I love a good Guinness. Oh, I hate beer, so I'll say spirits because, yeah, it's just kind of the only one. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll just go spirits. Okay. Two carpet car- car- for the beer and uh, the water, water for the spirits. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, good stuff, guys. Just a small bit, get to know you there. So we're moving on a bit. Um, I think we're just going to quickly kick go through how we all kind of got into athletics day one and, and how where it started. And Darren, we'd start with you. And again, I know there's a big family background in athletics too. I think we've been reminded of that once or twice as we started this podcast about results from even the park runs in West Cork there from your family. But yeah, do you want to tell us about your start off in athletics? Mm, yeah, like I suppose like the main thing, I, I suppose like I've, I've been competing in athletics for years and just kind of, like when I was very young, kind of seven or eight, would have always just done like any kind of West Cork championships, county championships and all that. Um, and mostly just got into it because both my older brothers used to do it when I was um, at that age. And I suppose like them going to training kind of once a week or whatever was just the same as GA or soccer for me. So I kind of just got into it very naturally that way. And then I suppose eventually as I kind of got into it more, um, my brother stopped doing it, but I kind of, I suppose, um, decided I wanted to do it for myself. And then um, it's actually kind of more, I suppose, like with my parents and stuff now are after getting quite big into it, but that's all kind of happened after I've, um, after I've started doing it. So, um, and same with my, my older brother Owen, like he was probably the main reason I started doing it in the first place, but he actually gave up for years, um, kind of between the ages of like 16 and 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually only really, yeah, since, since he was 21, so probably only in the last kind of three or four years, he's actually getting back into it. And, um, so but at the moment yeah it's definitely a family affair we're all kind of everybody would kind of go out and do probably get the park run done on a saturday morning and then obviously yeah. myself and owen are doing it to a slightly higher standard um but yeah i suppose it, it is it is nice like when everybody in your family is kind of doing something similar do you know what i mean it doesn't feel as alien to people then when you're going out for a run in the pissing rain or whatever 
Yeah, I think we've called out your mother or brother's names as Parkrun first. We can't say winners in Parkrun, obviously, but first home at the local oh, yeah. Parkruns <laughs> regularly enough there at the start. So yeah, definitely yeah. fair with the sons of things. Yeah. How about you, Evan? Sure. Yeah, how about you, Evan? Uh, yeah, similar, similar boat to Dara, honestly. Uh, I remember racing Owen when I was a young fella because Owen is the same year as me. So me and Owen would race each other in school champs and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'm from I'm from Cork City originally. Uh, I grew up in Douglas. I uh, went to Douglas Calm. And um, that's where it started for me. I started in first year in, um, in Douglas Community School there. And um, a guy by the name of Stephen Macklin, I know we all know that fella's name. Yeah. Um, had a that won't be the last uh, time he comes up. That won't be the last time he comes up, no, because that's that's actually yeah. how we all got together. That's on wait, wait, will you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, I ruined it, did I? Yeah, <laughs> it's a surprise. <laughs> I ruined it, but um, yeah, so uh, I just started in Douglas Calm in first year, I didn't know anything about running or probably didn't even know it was a sport to be honest, and uh, just did a, a first year race we had against our classmates and then. I like I think I was like fifth in the class and then I ended up coming fifth in the whole year again. And it was funny, I was like I was the same place in the class as I was in the against the whole year. Um and yeah, I just kind of found a found a love for it and uh and kept at it and yeah, started from there. Cool. Mihal. So I actually started um kind of my first races were in primary school. So like qualifying for the Waterford primary school sports. So from there, then me and one of the lads in my class, uh, or not, one class ahead of me, Sean Curran, would have been um, going to the local athletics club. Um, so I kind of joined, joined with Waterford when I was probably nine. Competed in my first monsters when I was nine as well. Um, so like monster cross country, and literally I'd say from nine to fifteen, I trained in the club. I'd go out to all the open sports around like Waterford, Cork, all that kind of. Um, just kind of local local races um, before I started kind of taking it seriously and went up to Macklin up in Cork. But uh, literally just started in school, um, won a race or two, and then decided like I just got mad into it. So kind of started from there really. And and had the three V connections to club at that stage. You know, I know Evan, your talk or no, Darry, you would have been obviously was it Bandon originally was it and uh, Bantry, yeah, Bantry, sorry, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Michal, you were West Waterford, is it? Uh, West Waterford, yes. Yeah. So still with Waterford as well. So uh, started when I was nine and kind of came up through the club training system and then uh, kind of went to Macklin then when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Oh, so okay. you, I actually didn't realise you started that early so with Macklin, was it? So were you up to Cork to do your training with him or was he sending your training to you so he'd, he'd send it to me so myself and Sean so Sean joined before me he was training whatever ready um, and then myself and Sean would work away in Dungarvan and we'd come up to Cork once a week so we kind of just play like that and then he'd probably come down maybe once or twice a month and we'd go up there once a week usually mm. and of course then the the holy trinity of the three V joining together was um, up in you know obviously Macklin again got you together was that planned as in did Macklin go right lads I think he could be actually half decent together to three V get together or was it just pure he brought with him without knowing it I suppose yeah go on there sorry I was just going to say because obviously I was the last of the the three Mm -hmm. of us to join Macklin because Evan's kind of journey with running would have started with him in Douglas Common we all probably been with him I'd say a year or 18 months before I did and then I was being coached by 
uh, Michael Harrington, in who a lot of the listeners would probably probably know from Cork running circles. I was being coached by him for about um, probably about yeah fifteen or sixteen months, um, and then yeah around March twenty sixteen was when I, when I made the move to to Macklin, and I suppose like without kind of realizing. I, I didn't really realize it was going to be as serious as it was or that like I was going to take this kind of big step of running. It was kind of more just that I was changing coach at the time. Um, but I suppose after a few weeks, it became clear that like, um, like there was a really good group in Cork and I was after joining this in. And I suppose for me, it was so good as well because all, all the lads were older than me. So um, they were like at a higher standard and it was easy to try and be chasing them and to try and get onto their level and um, obviously learn a lot from lads who are older than you as well. Um, and then I suppose like there was obviously the three of us and then also like Rory Casey and David McGlynn and like loads of others really like Dennis Coughlin, Johnny Collins, all the lads really. Um, like we were all kind of being coached with Macken at the same time that we ended up forming what was at the time like you know, kind of one of the best groups in Ireland like um, and it definitely like it increased all of our levels by like a lot like. Yeah, and I, I'd like I would go to the track some days, and you'd be out in the session beforehand, and it's just like I, I think the competitive edge probably always got to you a lot of the times, as well. I'd say the sessions kind of finished rapid. I'd say, <laughs> which you all like. I know there's a picture that Evan sent me earlier, where you know Evan's like, "This is a lovely picture." The three of us is the one we put up as the thing, and I was like, well, "Evan, it's not a great one for you, <laughs> right at the back here." Like. <laughs> but uh, I say, did you know it? it Gave you massive, you know, adrenaline when you're doing these sessions. I say together, Evan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, like Dara was saying, like, there was just such a good group of us at the time. Like, I remember it was. I don't know, Michal, do you remember this when we were told by Macklin in Portugal that Dara was joining, and we were like, let's yeah. go. Like, we were like, another yeah. We knew Dara and David yeah. were going to be like great additions. Like, these guys were, like, they're they're smashing it. Like, and they were going to be. Uh, great teammates to have and uh and yeah like we already just had such a good setup and it just was was great to have everybody together again and um it was yeah. actually mad when i when i um joined macklin like i was like cause sean had started training with ev and ev started running really well like i think you you ran nine minutes for three kevin and, and like mm-hmm. i think i'd ran like 925 930 and i was like geez that's really quick so that was kind of one of the things that like made me want to kind of come up and join you just like i felt like the lads were like really strong and i was just doing it by myself at the time so um kind of Macklin would have been unbelievable, like, unbelievable to just get the group together. Like, he had loads of lads from Douglas Com came in. Uh, Sean was joined the group. Like, I joined the group. And then, like, kind of just one or two lads just started to join, like, Joel, as the time went on. Mm. But, yeah. And would your weeks and, uh, have been similar enough for the week of it? Like, as in, would you all, obviously you had your sessions, so you probably had a session midweek, was it a long run weekend? And was your recovery runs, recovery runs? You know, as I mean, were they nice definitely. and slow or were they kind of still speedy we we didn't even like we didn't care what pace we ran like we just jogged and like i just wanted to add about in the workouts as well like i remember like macklin would be so specific about what paces we would run and he like Mm. he knew what what zones or what threshold we should be running at before we even knew you know he would just tell us what pace to run for 400 and we would run it and like it's not like we were we were definitely that we were being trained to our level we weren't being overtrained or any Mm. or any extent to that like we were if it was like somebody was ahead of somebody 
and they had raced really well they everyone wouldn't train together it would be very individualized but we would make it work so like yeah. we would train together as much as possible but if somebody was way out ahead of somebody they wouldn't be together and we'd have mm-hmm. varying groups too like so it wouldn't just be a free-for-all where everybody goes and runs as hard as they can every tuesday like we actually were before we even knew it we were training at what was like most efficient for us so um that's probably a long-winded answer but um yeah, like easy days were very easy. Long runs, we never really ran too hard. Um, we just got time in the feet, really. Um, but yeah. And just I, go ahead. Sorry, Brian. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, you go off your tree, you kind of gave a similar background there. You go from, you know, decent club runners, you kind of good school runners, and all of a sudden you're into a professional setup almost like this. You know, when was the light bulb moment or the switch moment where you realize, okay, I have some talent here, you know, this is serious kind of type of thing? Or was there a moment? Darryl, I think, <clears throat> yeah, it was like, for me, it was kind of like, when I joined around April time, and um, I mean, like, obviously you progress, like, a lot at that type of age anyway, but I think, like, from the from the year previous um, to my first year at Macklin, I ended up taking something stupid off my 1500 meter PB. I think I might, I think I'd read 4.11 for 1500 the year before, so I would have been 14 that year, and then, when I was 15 then, my first year at Mapton, ended up running 3.54 in the Martin Games. And I think all of a sudden then I kind of realized, I was like, yeah, we're, this is, yeah, as I kind of said earlier, like it's a lot kind of more serious than I probably anticipated. And uh, I mean, like even, it's funny to look back on, like I had joined Mapton in April and thinking like the same thing, I'll run probably three, four times a week, but like I was still playing a lot of football at the time and even playing soccer and stuff and never like would have dreamed of giving that up at the time. I loved it. And still would have considered football to be like my main sport but like fast forward four months and I kicked the ball for the last time ever um and I basically was like pursuing running as like a career like you know what I mean which is yeah. I and I guess it happened so quickly but I like it was a combination of a lot of things like you know like I suppose for one thing like you do begin to enjoy it a lot more um because when I was being coached with Mike I was basically just running on my own I'd run with Mike um but it was you know it was it wasn't the same it was kind of like in the dark after school like just the two of us running around the football pitch or whatever and then all of a sudden I was it was coming into the summer months and I was going up doing track sessions with the lads and getting more success and I suppose that kind of changed even like my perspective of like what running was like you know what I mean until Mm -hmm. then it was kind of more going into races and just running as hard as I can and hoping for the best whereas it obviously transformed into being something that was like very measured and um, as you said, Brian, like a very kind of professional setup, which I love. Yeah, Evan, what was your light bulb moment? Um, so the boys are probably going to laugh at this one, but I always like, I always thought I was like the slowest guy. So like, my thing is like that I've just been like, I don't know what it, what I say, just like consistent more than anything. Um, like it's just been like it's never been like oh Evan can run this time and he can qualify for the Irish schools team or something. It was just like, Oh, Evan's a solid runner, like a solid cross country runner. He might do top 20 at, at nationals or something or at uh, Irish schools. Um, so like, I always kind of felt like that. I like, I was always chasing, which like, I know the boys were too, but I always felt like I was like trying to get to that stage that I felt like that. Um, 
and and yeah, I don't know if I've uh, if I've reached that light bulb moment yet. I'm still chasing it now. Is but, it, is it uh, that? I, I think there's a picture of you, even, and I actually tried to find it there, and I couldn't find it. There's a great picture of you when you were a young fella in the talk race, singlet, and I think it's in a cross country race, and you had a face, and you're like. Video anyway, as you were trying to cross the line, I have to try to find it. I think Peter Hanrahan actually had it, so I was trying to get oh, it yeah, off him to put it up. Yeah. I think that might have been your light bulb moment of all right. I think yeah, I need to maybe. need to get better here. I think. Yeah, I need to get a move on here. <laughs> just, it's just as well, yeah, just as well you brought that up now because I think if you mentioned that to him beforehand, he might have came on. So yeah, <laughs> I remember as well, like when I was, I only started when I was twelve, so I, like I started a few years later than the boys, but I was like tiny. Yeah, I was like five foot nothing, like five foot one. And there's like a picture of us on our Douglas Calm schools team when I was uh, in second year. And uh, we had a picture of us like up against the fence. And like, I'm just like the odd one out. I'm just the smallest one in there. And uh, I definitely think when I, when I grew into myself a bit more, like it started to, it started to click a bit more. But uh, I was thinking now a light bulb moment actually was, this is crazy, but in 2012, the London Olympics was on. I didn't watch the Olympics because I, it was the summertime, so I wasn't I wasn't inside watching TV. I was outside playing. But the Paralympics was on in September 2012, and I remember watching the Paralympics and being like, "These guys are like insane!" Like, and it's crazy because it's the Paralympics rather than you think the Olympics would would have been when I was watching it and thinking, "Oh, I want to be in the Olympics." But um, watching that Paralympics was insane, and that was my that was my. Uh, I was going into junior cert that year and that's when I was like, okay, I'm putting all my eggs in this basket. I gave up the hurling, gave up the football and, uh, and yeah, I just decided to run full time. So that was that moment. Actually, I, for, I forgot about that, but yeah. Yeah. Hall. Um, it's mad actually. So like when say like 15, 16, I think like at that age, it's, it can be very hard to tell like if you have talent because obviously people are at like different levels of like you know their development and kind of you know you can you can be racing lads who are six foot tall um and you know just bigger than you stronger than you stuff that kind of thing so i think like joining Matson was massive for me because he kind of emphasized you know be patient you can be good when you're 19 20 kind of thing mm. and that was from the very start but like along the way like he would have said like you know um like you could maybe make that Irish team. I think maybe top ten might make an Irish team for like a Celtic Games or something. So like you know those little goals of like trying to make one of those teams would have been like really giving me motivation and kind of giving me purpose to kind of start and really start taking things seriously. So I think those kind of things along the way, like the All Ireland Championships, that kind of thing, where like you go in and I, I remember intermediate in school. I think I finished sixth and I made the team for Sayabs. I think that was massive for me. But like yeah, just like little things along the way there where like you you know you set a goal and you achieve it and like making an Irish team and stuff like that. Um definitely like massive motivators. And I think from there then you kind of start to get a bit more confidence. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of where it started for me. Just Macklin, I think, was really good when we were younger to kind of you know, even if you're not there right now, you can get there. Mm. Um when was just out of my interest because you've all mentioned kind of Irish fest, when was your first Irish fest, Dara? Um, mine is actually at the, at the, uh, the, in January 2015. Uh, Evan? Uh, I ran the Edinburgh International Cross Country. I think that was January 2016 or 17, maybe. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I think it was the same as there. I think January 2015, I think it was in Dunboyne. Uh, yeah, no, Dunboyne, same as mine. Uh, no, it's just, it's, it's gas just to see, because obviously the Irish Vest is such a, you know, it's a massive 
achievement and I know you I'm pretty sure you've all worn it a few times I don't know you know Dara and as anyway um, but Evan I know you wore it in was it Armagh as well I think was it or the, oh yeah it? the the Armagh 5k 5k yeah. and Michal have you worn it a couple of times yeah I think so that race in Dunboy and then I went for the Psyabs as well um, and then the Armagh 5k and then like one or two Europeans as well like under, European under 18s Eurocross and then European under 23s as well so yeah. a few times no, it's, it's it's a great feeling to to actually get the vest, you know, when you know you've all the work done and you know you finally get to receive it. Unfortunately, for myself or Brian ever to make an Irish team now in the Masters, we have to pay for it. So, <laughs> 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 days of never receiving a free Irish vest is long gone now. Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> if we did a trail race last year, we could have represented Ireland down Clonmel, but we didn't do it. So, yeah, no, yeah, that, that's. <laughs> Um, okay, so just to move on a small bit then, so obviously, you know, you mentioned the big pack you got there, but then comes this kind of moving away from home kind of stuff. Um, again, I'm not too sure what all ages you were there, but like, how did that come about? And, you know, was that a big change in your lifestyle? So, you know, did you set this straight away, take us through those moments maybe? Hmm. Well, I suppose like the way it kind of happened with our with our group is like, uh, I suppose in a way it's, it's nearly kind of, a bit sad to to look back on because um like so like when Steve moved away in twenty eighteen um Dave McCarthy took over our group and um like definitely from my point of view anyway I kind of thought it was going to just be like a a very kind of similar setup do you know what I mean where we'd all be still training together in Cork and it would kind of just keep moving the way it was um but as it turned out like Dave's Dave's stint with us was for a year as well before he was also going to Doha um and then. I suppose then really was when our group kind of split, like, so I suppose um, we did all, myself and uh, Evan and Michal, we joined Emmett, um, Emmett O'Levy, who's, who's still my coach now, but like the two lads were moving, were like kind of knew they were going over to the NCAA and um, like Dave McGlynn at the time decided not to join Emmett and he stayed with his coach at home and it kind of didn't suit some of the other guys in Cork as well, like Rory did, uh, Rory Casey did join Emmett as well. Um, but like, you know, the group kind of splintered and I suppose um, it, it, that for me, it coincided with me going uh, to Dublin for my undergrad. So like I was kind of planning on going to Dublin anyway, kind of without being like 100% sure where I was going. Um, but then when I knew that Dave was moving away and that Emma was going to be coaching me and he was the head coach in UCD, um, it kind of just made sense for me to go to Dublin. And then, and as I say, like obviously it's, that's the last story to tell, but obviously when they went to America as well, um, but it definitely just kind of, I suppose, opened a very kind of new chapter in all of our careers. But I think like we'd learned so many good habits, um, kind of both like, you know, during training and then like even just how to conduct yourself in between training times in the previous couple of years that like it definitely made the transition a bit easier. And even like we'd spent time on camps, like now they're only short kind of 10 day camps or whatever in Portugal and stuff when we were, or when I was in school and the lads were kind of in their first couple of years of college. And I suppose like even the things you would have learned then about same thing, like just kind of how to go about your day, like when you have a training day and like balancing school and college and stuff like that. So I suppose then we, when I did move away um, and, you know, change, like, you know, move to a new city and uh, change coach and like I had basically all the changes at once. I suppose like there was a lot of kind of good principles, uh, good training principles that I kind of kept with me and I was able to kind of keep his constants, which made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good yeah, I mean, like Dara touched on a on a good bit of it, but um, 
I was, I was just thinking there. I've had four co. I had four coaches in four years at one stage, so it was very choppy, changey, and uh, definitely tough at times. But uh, yeah, so Macklin left for Doha when I was in my third year UCC. I think no, it was my second year UCC. Sorry, so I just finished my second year track season, and um, and then we transitioned over to David and David McCarthy and. Uh, Pretty much the whole group kind of transitioned pretty well. Um, we were kind of still meeting a good bit for the cross-country season. And then I moved to Dublin for an internship um, in January. And uh, it definitely got harder then for me personally, uh, because I was like working full time. And the boys were my training partners and they were like based down in Cork and Waterford. Um, like I had people to fall in with every now and then, but it was like, definitely harder so I was trying to get down like every odd Saturday to get a workout in with the boys and then I remember we went to Portugal on one of those camps that I was talking about and I don't know why but I appreciate it so much I was like I took my two weeks holiday from work from my internship and I was like I can't wait for this like we we hit it really hard that training block um out in Portugal and it was great crack but um yeah and then we came back and we had a we had a great track season together. I remember we went around, like we went to Belgium. We all ran pretty well in Belgium, I would say pretty well. Um, and uh, we were like, that was a great summer because we were like traveling around. Like we went to Watford for the BMC as well. And uh, we, just took a, we just took a bunch of trips around and we were just racing and enjoying each other's company and, and training hard. And that was, uh, that was the fun of it. Um, and then we found out, like Dara said, that Dave was leaving and uh, we, uh, we, me, Dara, Michal and Rory moved to um, Emmet. And um, yeah, so I was, in, I was in Dublin for the first two weeks under Emmet and then I moved back to Cork and Dara had moved to Dublin. So I'd moved down from Dublin and Dara moved up to Dublin. So uh, it was uh, well, like we swapped, we've swapped spots. And uh, then I was in Cork and Michal was in Cork as well. Um, or Michal was still in Dublin, I believe, because he was doing an internship as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I remember that because you, you started just as about when I was finishing. So Dara and Michal both moved to Dublin and I moved back to Cork. And uh, we were all coached by Emmett. Uh, this, we is like, the same this is city. like a love story when in films. You know, you just keep... <laughs> I think we should have uh, soft the, music. Soft music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like... We had such a good training group, but we just couldn't get together in the same place at the one time. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then obviously everything happened with regards to, you know, I won't say it now, but uh, um, everything that happened and uh, I ended up finishing he's UCC. Talk, and, just, that sounded so sketchy. He's talking about COVID just in case yeah. somebody thinks that somebody was murdered or something. Really <laughs> no, no, say, COVID, is, yeah. it, is this some coaching story or something I'm, that you I'm, didn't yeah. out? <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to talk about that anymore. COVID, yeah. But it's COVID anyways. Uh, here we go. I'm talking about it. <laughs> but um, It was terrible, yeah, wasn't it? COVID happened. Oh, it was terrible, wasn't it? It was awful. <laughs> uh, COVID <laughs> happened I was finishing UCC and I was just like I didn't know what I was wanted to do um, I always had an inclination I wanted to go like I looked undergrad too to go before I or after I finished leaving cert but like Dara said like we just had such a good group it didn't make any sense to change things up like mm. we were just we were training together every week we were all like running really well at the time improving really well and it was a no-brainer to stay and go to UCC and and stay with Macklin. Um, so when all that kind of changed, I was kind of like between two minds. 
but I wanted to keep running and I wanted to run at a high level and I knew the NCAA was, was a really good system. Um, so during COVID, yeah, I decided to make the move. I signed in like April, 2020 and, uh, for, to, to come out in the, in the autumn of after the summer. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and then I, I got to Butler University in Indianapolis. So I didn't know where Indianapolis was. I didn't even know it was a place in America, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, I knew one of the guys, uh, like you probably know Barry Keane from Waterford. Yeah. He was yeah. out here and uh, he was starting to run really well. And uh, and I knew it was was something I uh, I wanted to sign up for. So, yeah. And you, weren't, and you weren't getting any younger. I wasn't getting any younger. I had to get a move on with it, right? <laughs> Michal, how did you get to the States? So, actually, it's interesting. So, I was saying, Evan went up two years up in Cork, um, kind of with Macklin for the first year, doing a lot of training with Ev. We trained for Highgate together. Um, and then the second year, then with Dave, like we would have went to Portugal, um, trained for the track season then as well. And then after that, then I actually went up to Dublin on placement. And that kind of coincided with the kind of swap over to Emmet. So, I joined Emmet for about nine months um, for while I was doing placement, ran Armagh, went to Kenya with Dara actually during that time as well, um, just kind of when I was off college. Um, but then after that then when COVID hit, I decided to basically get coached by Dave again. So um, from probably um, like about probably June or July 2020 to kind of when I finished my degree the year later Dave would have coached me so during that kind of time like it was kind of there was no real competitions going on for that whole winter of like say it would have been like my ter- third year in college that summer and then I was actually a bit injured that time as well but say that that whole summer and then that winter it was kind of when your cross was meant to be in Dublin um and there was no real racing going on so I was just like right try and get my times down a bit more here and I really wanted to go to America like just from like my second year in college just just like seeing a few guys in America and just seeing the kind of opportunities that would be over there like that you know that you could get over there um it kind of seemed like a no-brainer for me just because like I think if you're kind of finished college here there's kind of you know you're obviously going to try and get a job or something so if you want to keep running it's kind of really one of the only things you can do if you're not at the level to like sign a professional contract. So for me, it was kind of like started really considering my options, started emailing a lot of coaches and just, I was already talking to Tulsa, um, just talking to Taylor here. So I ended up signing, I think January, uh, 2021, um, to come to Tulsa. So I was kind of delighted, like I was able to finish off my fourth year of college um, just kind of get my exams out of the way, kind of race a bit. I ended up racing that summer and then came out to Tulsa. So like, I think it's mad. Like Evan said like four coaches in four years. It's I'm literally the exact same, like just like a lot of chaplain change. And, but like the last year and a half now, just had a nice little setup, like been able to train away. There's a really good group out here and uh, just been able to kind of put my head down, get to work. And it's been a nice change for me as well, coming out to America. Yeah. And like we say now for... Dara, I know you kind of when you you obviously went now into professional circuit. I I know your professional circuit. I would presume you call it. Uh, what you've left in college at the moment now? Um, yeah, so I'll be graduating in May. Um, and then, yeah, like lucky enough, luckily enough, like to have like uh, I suppose like the support of a brand and stuff kind of behind me. So I'll be kind of just pursuing it full time then from um, from May onwards. Yeah, and and what did you study? Again, 
uh, politics and history. Very good. <laughs> That'll work perfectly for uh, for you when you're when you're having dinner there with a few athletes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Evan yourself, like, what's the plan now? I, I I'm pretty sure are you nearly finished college, or are you? Yeah, so I've been probably in college the longest out of all of us with my UCC. <laughs> and then I came here to Butler in 2020. I said I did a master's in accounting for one year and then I did an MBA for two years. So graduating in May now. And uh, and yeah, we were trying to figure out what to do next year, but uh, we've kind of, we've, we've come to conclusion now. I'm trying to stay out here and, uh, and move to uh, Denver and Colorado. So uh, I can do like a one-year work visa here after uh, after your college. So uh, we've we've made the decision. We want to move to to Denver and give it a go. It's at altitude too, so that yeah. kind of is a little added bonus. But uh, I'll definitely keep running, like 100%. Like I worked during the summer just now, and uh, I like was running at 6 a.m. So I've like no doubt that I'll be able to keep doing it. I don't know at what level. I mean, it's it's worth a shot, but. Uh, I'm kind of at the stage I'm like in between I'm like not going to be able to sign a professional contract and I'm like kind of not like I don't want to give up completely you know I want to keep running and I want to see at what level I can run um because I've like I've worked full time and and raced well before so I'm not worried about that it's just it's probably going to be added stress if it's a yeah. full-time Look, job. It's right just, it's just. But you know what? It's a, it's about getting the runs in. You, as you said, like the six a.m.s. You know, just getting them yeah. done before you go to work. Uh-huh. And like, like you obviously have, um, um, massive potential. Like you're, you know, you're still going to run well. You know, you're still going to come back yeah. here and have a good bash off the new market in twenty thirty five. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> for the twelve year in a row winning that, like so. <laughs> so, um, Mihal yourself. What's the plan? Uh, so I actually have no plans. So um, I'm in my last semester here now. And last year went really well for me. So I'm just kind of trying to see how well this year can go for me now as well. Um, but in terms of like what I'm planning to do next year, like I just want to run. So um, whether that means I go home, whether I stay here, like I have no plans, literally haven't even thought about it. I'm just trying to take one day at a time. And like, I think in the NCAA as well, there's so many races coming taken fast that like, you know, you have, I'm just completely focused on that and I'll work something out then at the end of the summer, what I'm going to do. But more than likely, I'll probably end up going home. Um, I don't know, like that's probably what I'll end up doing now and just keep training away. Mm. And you're still with Dave Mack as well, is it? Uh, no, no. So I'm, I'm being coached by the coach out here. So, here. Uh, okay, yeah. So, so yeah, yes, yeah. there's a group of like, um, there's a group of like 20 of us and Taylor, Taylor Gully is our coach. So um, he's kind of the, the, head, the head men's cross-country coach out here. So he's been kind of writing my training. Um, Quinn chats him once a week. We, we meet every day then as well to practice as well. So um, that's what I'm doing right now. It's just right now, like I think it's kind of a hard transition from the NCAA. So um, I'm just trying to like, take care of what I'm doing at the moment and then like at the end of the summer then like I'll just figure out something then once yeah. once here. Okay. Uh good stuff. I think we're gonna go on to next to some of the questions that came in. As I said there was more excitement about I think since the the late late show when boys on a pair, I think on the late late show to have about young lads together in one one show. So uh, we've had the most questions definitely come into us, so we kind of picked out the the best of them. Um, you might know one or two people here because there's definitely one or two questions to me that were specifically sent into us, but maybe I might be wrong. 
First one is your favourite Ross Buster session, and that came in from Jamie Box. Anyone? Uh, I suppose for me, um, I would like. I don't know. Is it my favourite? Because like I'm in the world of pain. For, like I'm in the world of pain for about two hours after doing it. But I think it's probably the most effective. Um, is one I've kind of done the last couple of years. Like just to close out like a camp or just kind of to do maybe two weeks before my first races just like a, a cut down session starting at a mile and working down to 200 meters um which actually funnily enough that photo that you were talking about earlier of the three of us i'm pretty sure we were doing a cut down that day so yeah. it was a little bit different that one had a bit more volume this is quite a short one where it's just a mile um a k 800 600 400 200 but uh basically just hitting them all not not hitting them all as hard as you can but kind of starting off probably i don't know maybe 25 seconds a mile quicker than tempo on on the mile and then just working down consistently until you're obviously kind of as hard as you get, like as fast and you're as you sick, getting sick in the bucket yeah <laughs> exactly and just just putting a shock to the system so i think like yeah especially just for myself the way that we kind of train is very aerobic so when the time does come to race i definitely need like one or two of those to really remind me of the hurt like do you know yeah evan yeah, you would like you're not gonna believe it. I'd probably say the exact same thing. The cut down workout. I'm not jumping on your answer there, but uh, yeah, no, sorry. Um, <laughs> I love I love like specifically be like a a mile, maybe like twelve, um, eight four, two hundred or something, and you're like getting down to top end towards the end. Um, like probably starting at ten k pace, like Dara said, maybe like just under threshold and uh finishing in whatever you can do really um like you only need one or two of those specific workouts to kind of really see where you're at um and see what you've done with regards to like aerobic conditioning over the few months going into it so uh yeah probably something similar along the lines Michal? um i love doing like so i i would love a cut down but since i've come out here now we start we started doing kind of like our coach is a big fan of doing like longer reps at race pace. So um, say like two, three weeks before 5k, um, like last year now we would have done like 1k, 2k, 1k, 2k, just like basically at our goal pace, but taking a lot of recovery between each rep. So like they're really long reps, but trying to probably give you equal recovery. So um, something like 1k, 2k, 1k, 2k, 5k pace. And then maybe do that like three weeks before and then like maybe 10 days out, um, do a bit more kind of faster stuff so like just working around mile pace like whether that's 400 to 600 just trying to really kind of get a bit of pace into your legs so they're the kind of two sessions that i'd like to do leading up to like a 5k on the track if you're ever looking for an innovative workout look at me hall power strava it's like <laughs> they always get the the best looking it's just random but they're like so they're so interesting those workouts yeah, we actually Strav is going to increase by about a thousand people. Actually, I actually forgot. I'm after losing my Garmin Connect password, so I haven't been able to upload in the last week. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, you can just go uh, reset password. You don't. Know, there's such a thing as that. <laughs> so the email is on my email, and I'm obviously not at home, so it's a bit of a disaster. I set it up when I was like maybe 15 or 16, so it's a bit of a nightmare getting it sorted. So the next one is from Ken Nason, who we probably all know. Um, what's your favorite workout and why? We'll go with Evan for this. Oh, favorite workout. Uh, it's funny, like, because I was thinking about the answer to the last one, and I'm thinking about how my workouts have changed as I've 
like gone from different coaches. So I'm not trying to be biased with what I'm doing right now with regards to what's fresh in my mind. But uh, I remember when we were coached by Macklin, we used to do, uh, I think the boys had been there once or twice, up uh, Lehnamore. There's a park up in Lehnamore there, up behind Toker, up the up by the airport. And uh, we used to do like um, Tempo Hills, Tempo Hills up there. And uh, sure, you know, the, that park is like, I don't know if anybody knows that park. It's like, it's like basically up, down, up, down the whole way. So you're doing the tempo, but it's just like, it's it's still really hard tempo running. Like it's, you're not running quickly, obviously up the hills, but it's still like, you're still running uphill and then you come back and you have to do like 20 second hills. Um, that workout I really enjoyed. We used to do a lot of work in uh, Beaumont Park in Cork as well. Uh, we used to do like um, six by a lap or like six by 1200 in there. Uh, we did some work in there together. Um, and then specific sessions, I like to get like kind of, I suppose like big volume workouts, like 12 by a K, that kind of stuff off 60 at like, um, your like threshold or your lactate threshold. Um, that kind of stuff is, uh, is, is pretty standard too. So, mm. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun, Dara. <laughs> um, uh, like mine's fair, mine's so boring, but I actually just love, I just love doing threshold. Like I, I, if if it was like a random Tuesday night and I was find out the session was just like six by two k off ninety seconds, I'd be delighted. Like it's so it's not very creative, but I just I kind of I I love just kind of going down and just doing uh, similar to what Evan said, like a lot of volume at kind of threshold pace, but. Mm. For something a little bit more interesting, I guess, like on the track and stuff. Um, I do. I like to cut down a seven. There's also one I used to do a little bit. I haven't done it actually in in a while, but I used to do five by twelve hundred. Um, where the first, third, and the fifth rep were like a little bit quicker than threshold, and then the second and the fourth rep would cut down every uh four hundred meters. So I would have done maybe like a twelve hundred meters in I don't know maybe like four forty a mile or something like that, and then going in and rep two and four going like, I think it was 65, 62, 58, but then going back up to do the threshold and then going back down to do that again and try, trying to finish off threshold then as well. Like I say favorite, like, but you feel absolutely horrible after, but it's, <laughs> again, again, it's another kind of good one to kind of, it's a good one. Re- remind your body of the hurt that, <laughs> you to, that you need to find. Michal. I love doing, uh, since I've come out here now, like usually there's five or six of us on the track together to train. So um, we'll just like hop in a train and I love doing like a four mile tempo, like 16 laps in the track, like get a specific pace to run, like maybe 72, 73 seconds a lap and just kind of click them off 16 laps, maybe do a mile or something afterwards, mile or two afterwards, like maybe um, at the same kind of pace, but just kind of like one of my like kind of, favorite mornings out here is waking up early like sun is rising and you're just doing temp work on the track it's pretty chill it's nice okay next one i have a feeling this question now may have been sent in for a reason it came from a john durkin i don't know if it's a name you know <laughs> does yeah does it laugh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay he asks which one of you is the best coach and he asked specifically that which one of you is the best coach well i'm there's only one answer to that <laughs> <laughs> my coaching days are behind me so I'll probably be hall yeah, all definitely. I love, uh, I love like sport and just like seeing what people do training wise. So, I really enjoy like uh, writing kind of training. So I've been writing John's training now for about probably almost two years now, probably. Um, but yeah. Okay, that explains and, that. And, and has, yeah. he, has he yeah. improved? Has he improved in his two years? <laughs> he has. Yeah, I think he. I think when 
when he started, he was around 15.35. And I think he's ran 15... 15.10 or 15.11 and he's also yeah. broken 4 for 1500 else he's very close to breaking 4 1500 maybe 4 flat 401 so yeah he's improved a bit okay we'll give you that one so alright so <laughs> and then he ran a PB today so he'll be yeah, delighted for 3k and there you go do, do, do you know the time 8.49 there you go, you see. You have to know these off by heart. Communication is key. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Evan, we go with you with this one. So, tell us someone who influenced you the most over the years. Influenced me the most over the years. Doesn't have to even be, you know, it doesn't have to be a coach. Or, or, yeah, like outside of these two right here, you know, there's obviously... Uh, myself and Brian is it myself and Brian yeah like honestly I would say like my first coach Stephen Macklin um, he like I started with him and I didn't even know a thing about running and it just kind of like he didn't like ever like over he didn't ever jump he didn't ever put too much on you at once like I remember showing up to practice like or to training and not even knowing. You would hear my lingo go back from the US to the Irish lingo every now and then because I've been here for too long. I'd say I say uh, I say practice or uh, or fall and stuff like that, but uh, you know what I mean, anyways. Um, but yeah, like we'd show up to to training on a Tuesday evening to Mardike, and he would just kind of like guide you in a way, and he would never like the boys could say like he was very strict, but he was never. Uh, he was never like um, he never got hot headed or anything. Like he would always be very well. He would communicate very well with us, and uh, there was never any like miscommunications and such. But uh, yeah, I mean, Stephen Macklin's like probably the reason I started running, and so he's the reason I'm in the sport. If have I not gone to Douglas Calm, um, I don't know would I be would I be here running because I didn't start in the club. The club you, was linked with. You'd be the doing school. a podcast now, talking to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Dara um, for me I'd probably give two like I'd say um, Rob Heffernan and um, Arthur Lanigan O'Keefe he was a pentathlete uh, an Olympic pentathlete that uh, Macklin was coaching at the same time that he was coaching us and I suppose like the reason I would say the two of them is well like firstly because they were Olympians and they achieved so much but like secondly just because like I was lucky enough to like spend time on camp with them when I was younger and I think like that might be the most important thing that I like kind of ever learned was like around that age. Like I know I said it earlier already, but it's just more just like like knowing like what training to do is one thing, but like knowing how to kind of live your life is another. Do you know what I mean? And like mm. at the end of the day, like two hundred people could do the same training session, whereas they're not all going to get the same benefit off it. And like the factors that go into that are endless. So I think like being around Rob. I went to, when I was like 16, I went to the, the Sierra Nevada with Rob um, and Brendan Boyce and a couple of other race walkers for 10 days and kind of just shadowing like, like this was 2017. So like, um, it was actually just before London when he retired, but like, you know, you're being around, like you're around one of, like an athlete who's one of the best in the world that is at, in his field, like, and like just the amount of things you learn is so important. And then, same thing with Arthur. Like I spent a lot of time with Arthur. I um went to Brazil with him in twenty sixteen before the Olympics in Rio and then also like used to actually come up to his house in Dublin quite a lot and um 
I mean, especially actually with Artie, because I guess because he was pentathlete, he used to train so much that like he'd be training like he'd have three or four sessions a day, and like at the time I was probably running about forty miles a week, forty-five miles a week, and my easy run would be like a forty-minute run, and like after watching a guy go and do four different training sessions, you'd feel a bit soft if you were feeling sorry for yourself because you had to go out and do 40 minutes easy. And I think like a lot of that, like definitely helped me a lot. And same even with Rob, like I remember even like being at the track one day and he was doing like, it's, it's not, now that I even hear it, like it's normal, but he was doing something like a, could have been a, like a 16K or an 18K tempo, like the opposite way around the track in lane eight. And I just remember thinking like, that is insane. Like, like purely just the time, that he was like, you know, because you're obviously out there for ages. And I just remember thinking like, geez, like it takes so much to be a professional athlete and to be at the top of your game. And I think that at that age would have either scared me away or made me want to do it even more. And mm. thankfully it was the latter. And I think like all those things I learned at that age, I mean, now that like, like I go on camp probably four or five times a year. And I'd like to think that like, I probably am the one on camp who is the most disciplined and the most, like who's doing everything to the highest standard, which I kind of pride myself on. But I also think I would have learned from those, learned from the two lads like around that time. Yeah, very good, very good. We do. The, the, Rob is, is someone we're trying to get on the show, so if you can put on a good word there, please do. Michal? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'm very similar to Evan. I think just like joining Macklin was huge. Um, so joining Macklin and kind of like some of the, just the habits he would have kind of reinforced are massive in terms of just influencing me in the sport and I think one of the reasons why I'm still doing it and kind of like still trying to kind of like really get the most out of myself is because like of those habits that Macklin would have kind of um, taught us about and I think then aside from Macklin then as well like David McCarthy like he was first Waterford man to ever go sub four in the mile and as Macklin was coaching me Dave would kind of oversaw it because Dave wasn't taking it as seriously so I think like my passion for the sport is definitely like um, thanks to Dave just like he's just like so meticulous in his preparation every day before he goes for a run and he still is and just like you can see why he was such like an unbelievable athlete so I think he was definitely a massive inspiration for me um, and then being able to train with him when I was younger as well was like really really fun and I got a massive buzz off that so I think between Dave and Macklin um, those two were massive influences on me Yeah I definitely have to add in Dave as well there because like I remember when he started coaching us and it was like we had a coach who'd ran 355 for the mile and like just an insane athlete, 1345k European medalist. And like we had that to look up to now. Like, and he was so, he was like so good with us. Like he was like always telling us like that we're, oh, you're going to, you're going to Belgium to run this time. You're going to run it. You know, he was always like that positive reinforcement was always there. And uh, but he's so ooh. disciplined too. You And still is to this day. Yeah. Like he is ridiculously. Absolutely disciplined in everything he does and I would say that everything comes across in his coaching then as well to him to be fair uh, to him like like lads sure. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you I'm kind of slightly disappointed with Evan and Hall that I didn't get a mention in that because you know <laughs> with the days, he wor- the days he worked for me in the sports and I taught you so much there you know <laughs> I just didn't want to get your head too so So, last questions from our guest there was a couple together from I suppose a friend of the show the running body strength and conditioning so I rolled these into one question Um, how much does strength and conditioning play a part in your weekly training and do you have a favourite exercise in that area 
Um, yeah, it's like unfortunately it does. Like, I absolutely hate it to be honest. Um, <laughs> and like I'd rather probably run an extra forty miles in the week rather than do the the two gym sessions a week that I that I do. But um, I think like as well like um, around the time like when we when we did start being coached by Dave, that was one thing that definitely stepped up a lot for me. I think when we were with Steve, um, it used to be a lot like where we do kind of like. A little bit of it like three four times a week whereas i think i think for me i started doing um even more when i was with dave and like i think because because dave had been training um as an athlete to such a high level himself he like he really understood the importance of it and instilled really good good habits in us that way but i suppose do you set a, a, a favorite uh do you have a favorite yeah strength and conditioning exercise even though you hate it all probably, <laughs> probably the only one that i kind of half enjoy doing is um I've had like a kind of a couple of issues with um with like my knees and my ankles and like physio would kind of often be saying that like that like the, trying to trying to be like um have similar balance on both legs is like really important so I kind of go into the gym with like a wobble board or like a whatever do you call those like you know those balls that are like balance flat yeah yeah, yeah 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 um so I go on them with like a six kg medicine ball and basically just like stay on it on one leg for as long as I can while like throwing the medicine ball to myself or throwing it off the wall or like uh, bouncing it off the ground and things like that. And I think like the more I've done that, I've definitely, it actually has probably helped with like the definition of my legs a bit, but also um, like my balance has got a lot better, which I think has helped like kind of like my joints and stuff a lot. So if I had to do anything, I'd probably just do that. Even though, okay. again, I'd like to put on record if I didn't have to, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evan? Um, yeah, so like, like Derek kind of touched on when we started with Dave, was really when we started to to nail down the uh, strength and conditioning. So we were with a guy, Kenny Murphy. He's uh, opened up a gym in Dungarvan now the last two years. So uh, he's flying it. We were going down to him in uh, his spot in Ring. Like a uh, beautiful, it looks out onto the onto Dungarvan there, a lovely spot he had. Um, we'd go down there, we'd meet with Kenny and he'd walk us through the, the exercises because like, we hadn't really done, like Darren said, we hadn't really done a ton. So we needed to be like, they needed to check like, oh, are we using our backs when lifting or anything like that? So we had all that kind of checked out and Kenny kind of got the uh, the form down to a T for us. Um, and then since I've come here, like I, when I first came here, we were very much because of COVID at Butler. Um, we were very much just like um, doing stuff like body weight. We weren't in a gym because it was like... Uh, a confined place was all these like rules and regulations on where we could uh where we could work out and stuff um so we were like doing a lot of body weight stuff and then um we started to do more stuff in the gym so like now right now i do two like body weight sessions after a run on monday and wednesday and then tuesday thursday we do like uh, a little bit more like lifting we don't really do a ton of lifting but we're still doing like some some weight stuff in the gym um favorite exercise is probably like um you know, like where you get the the boxes, the solid boxes to like knee high, and oh, you're yeah, on like one leg, and you're uh, you're like kind of coming down. You get nice glute and quad work there on the on the uh, the leg on the box. So probably that one because I've noticed like that incorporates like balance and glute strength and and quad strength as well. So yeah. Okay, Mihal, how about you? Um. So yeah, I actually do like. I'd say like I do prehab stuff every day before I run. So um, like we'll always bring a band to training um, and do like three or four exercises before every run. Just kind of like we do that every day. It's kind of like prehab. And then twice a week then on our hard, on our hard workout days, we'll 
come back in the evening and do like a jog and then do a bit of gym work. But I think like my kind of like emphasis on gym work has changed. Like I think when I was probably a bit younger, I wouldn't have been doing as much mileage. So I would have really emphasized like building strength through the gym. Whereas now like I'm doing so much mileage, I just kind of mostly injury prevention and kind of working on a bit of power stuff and just a bit of plyos. Um, so I've tried to kind of keep it like over here, we kind of keep it to 30, 40 minutes and just have like a lot, like a, a bit of a range of exercises. Like we'll do a few plyos and we'll couple, couple them up with like a lift. So maybe like front squats or back squats, um, just like very light, like maybe two sets of five or three sets of five, um, nothing crazy weight wise. Um, but I'd say like my favorite exercise would probably be something like a step up. So just like weight on my back. Uh, step up onto a box and down so like just very very basic stuff but um trying to do it like every day to kind of keep the hips firing and um, so i think like if your glutes aren't activating and like you know if you let that slip that's when a lot of injuries will set in so since i've come to tulsa now i've been very lucky like not to get injured or anything so i think that's definitely a massive factor to that Cool. Behold, just before we, we move on there, you had, um, I think, I don't know if it's still up, but you had a very good video actually from during COVID, which, you know, didn't happen, but it just showed, uh, <laughs> it just showed kind of your routine in the morning of your stretching and your band and the whole lot and how kind of disciplined you were before with that. I don't know if you still have that YouTube channel that you had going for a while. What was the name of it again? Um, no, I don't want to talk about it. No. <laughs> Because of the max, I was myself and Sean Kerr and, and Dave would have put in bits of videos as well. But a lot of that stuff would have been from Kenny Murphy in Ungarban. So he would have been my SNC coach when I was at home. And he set us up with like a kind of like a mobility, like a mobility routine before we'd run with a bit of stretching in it and stuff like that. And Dave would have been massive on mobility and stuff too. So that would have been like before most runs we'd do that. Mm. Um, even though you could spend half an hour doing that and then run for 40 minutes so like sometimes you're better off just go to the door and get it done like but yeah that's that's right. I'm conscious of time guys where we said to you at the start probably 40 minutes we've gone over an hour now so <laughs> uh, and like that says that says a story in itself in fairness uh, so it's in trying stuff but maybe just a couple of things if your career highs maybe uh, if we go through and quickly Dara maybe yourself Um, I suppose like the one that definitely sticks out is is um is coming second at Eurocross last year and winning the team gold with the lads, including me Hall. Um, like that was like that'll that'll be hard to ever beat. Um, I suppose purely kind of just for like the occasion, but I suppose on what I would look at as like kind of my most impressive run or like the, the kind of I don't know, I suppose personal best or time that I'm kind of most happy to or most proud to kind of have my name next to is probably when I ran uh, thirteen seventeen last summer. Yeah, in fairness, that, that race, I think we all watched that. I mean, it was a ballsy performance by ourselves, in fairness. You know, you really went out and attacked it. So it's one a lot of people would remember too as one of your highlights, I'd say. In fairness, yeah, you. yeah, no, it was, it was yeah. amazing. Uh, yourself, Evan? Yeah, so obviously, apart from the boys winning the Eurocross gold, uh, my own, my own uh, prize. <laughs> it's uh, your own one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't be taking everything there, Come that's on. That's got to be up there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think like I remember like indoors last year when I broke 14 minutes was uh was pretty sweet around 13.59 nailing my but the the teeth uh the just skin of my teeth like I got it but uh I won that race as well it was my first time winning a in a, a race in the NCAA uh that was pretty sweet and then uh me and Barry Keane went one two in uh, in our conference 10k um around 29.29 uh for 10k on the track that time 
and uh yeah that's probably that's probably it i'd say yeah those those two were were pretty nice very good and Michal? oh yeah definitely you're across like i think doing something as a team is always like really really special and that day was just insane like doing it in dublin um uh, like that was I don't think yeah, like Dara said it's going to be so hard to ever match that but um, I think like individually finishing six ends of late last year was massive for me as well um, and I had two or three races last year where I ran like between 13.29 and 13.31 so that was a massive breakthrough for me and I think that's kind of on an individual level that's definitely been like my highlight so far so hopefully keep chasing after that and trying to improve that and um, lads yeah. I I I, I you I probably don't know. I I just a little. If you can give me a little advice, me hard because you're a great coach there. I'm doing my I'm doing my first track race in five years time since since five years ago in uh, two weeks time. What's a, a session I can do right in the morning to make myself fit enough for it? I'm doing the fifteen hundred meters. Oh, <laughs> indoors, indoors and all. <laughs> Jeez, David, that'll be tough going. What kind of time are you? Um, what time are you hoping to do? Is it? Yeah. Uh, I, me all, I, I, I couldn't tell you. Like, I, I, I run marathons. So, you like, <laughs> let's just say, let's say, I don't. Know, what's, what's a good time? Um, geez, I actually don't even know. You put me on pressure over time wise. <laughs> Uh, so hang up, just hang up the runners. And yeah, see, see, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got. Sorry, no, and um, Darry, you can close your ears here for this one. I got the dragonflies, so f- hopefully they'll um, they'll help me get past the line anyway with it. Fact, <laughs> yeah. Just I suppose working working at a bit faster paces, like getting on the track, doing a few two hundreds or three hundreds, since you're probably strong enough from the Martins. Just mm-hmm. get on the track and get used to it. Get used to the rhythm. All right, I'll take it. Let's see. Right, right, I'll write that down there. No, if it doesn't go wrong, we haul your blamed. I think we're going to finish it on this one. So, so we kept this to the end of the show. If there's any stories you want, you seem a tight knit group. Is there any funny stories or embarrassing stories maybe that you want to share? Oh, actually, us? sorry, I got one there from I, I, I won't name the person. It's um, it's the, the, I give the initials, it starts with D and Mac and E, it goes then to the initials of it. Um, uh, Bushy Park, that's all I that's all I know, all right. So can can someone just tell me what Bushy Park? I don't know what it is, so can you please tell me? Park in uh, in Dungarvan, and I think there's <laughs> fall. Uh, I'd say that we had like some some shit shit moments together. Oh well, no, <laughs> it was actually like. I probably couldn't tell that story. No, it's better off not. You know each other very intimately anyway. But, and, you know, like, as you just said, you had some shit times. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> the story is, uh, myself and Dara, when we were out in Kenya, we uh, we had to get a motorbike back after doing a session. We were so fucked. But that was a little that was fun. Um, we went to Portugal in 2019 and we spent the day after one of the sessions like giving out to each other because uh, I think one of us ran too fast. I think it was me actually. And oh, yeah. about it, so. oh, um, that. We were split, wasn't it? We were yeah. Like two, me, and you, me and you were, it was like me and Dara or versus you and Dave, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like all mad at each other, we'd like formed two groups and we were like, you did this, no, you did that. <laughs> what, what, on that, do you remember on that trip as well, we, uh, we were out for a long run one in the mornings and like, like bear in mind now, I was only 18 at the time, like I suppose the lads were a little bit older, but like oh, 20, 21, but we were out for a long run and uh, I think there was like a 10 mile loop that, that Dave wanted us to do and we did like, we were, we were meeting a few other lads for a run first 
Um, and they ended up doing an eight mile loop that we did with them. But then Dave still wanted to bring us on the 10 mile loop. So we ended up doing 18. And like, do you know, it was too much for me at the time. Like, do you know what I mean? Grand, we finished the run anyway. And we were walking back in. And Macklin was actually there with the, the, the uh, Aspire lads, like, or whatever. And uh, we were walking back in and Dave was like, no, I was like, don't tell anybody that we're after doing 18 because, you know, like he didn't want everybody going, oh, the lads are overtraining and all this, whatever. We walked in and Michelle Finn was like sitting down in the grass, like stretching or something after a run. And she just goes, uh, she goes, oh, well, lads, how was your run or whatever? And like, obviously we're all on the hush hush and Dave just comes bounding around the corner and she goes, oh, Michelle, it was unreal, man. We did 18 miles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Keep it on QT. No one will ever find out. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Fair play. Fair play. Les, look, absolutely brilliant. Really want to thank you for coming on. You shared some great stuff there. Uh, you know, you're well liked. Uh, Irish running, I think, is on the way up again, and you're certainly part of it. So the very best of luck for what lays ahead for you all. And, uh, you know, thanks, Emily, again for coming on. Thanks, very much. thanks lads. Thank you very much, lads. Appreciate that. Take care. Cheers, lads. Cheers, lads. Thanks for coming in. Again. Bye now. Bye bye. Thank you to Dara, Evan, and Michal for the fun hour, which was well over an, an hour. I'm nearly not far off an hour and a half for us by the time we had the <laughs> chat beforehand and the whole lot of it. Um, you know, they're they're great lads. They were they're very close knit. A uh, bunch of lads as well, which you can see and you can hear, you know, from the three of them. Um, still didn't get the Bushy Park story. Well, sorry, I did get it, but I won't disclose it. <laughs> but um, no, it's um, they were they were great and great crack, and you know, thanks for maybe if we just if we it. just say this probably should install a few toilets in Bushy toilets, Park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, might yeah, that, might, that might cover <laughs> it exactly. Yeah. Um, so no, <laughs> thanks to them, and look, they they speak very kindly of their coaches that they've had. Uh, and rightly so too because they wouldn't be where they are without them so you know well done to everybody who's helped and supported them throughout the whole time okay so again yeah it was a fantastic interview and really enjoyed it lads are good fun as you said um, so learned a good bit there and you know great to see how they're progressing still um, yeah exactly and look best of luck to the three of them in the future um, so I think that's it for this week um, that's it for this week yeah we'll uh, join everybody again as we said we have a bit of a Cork City Marathon uh, episode coming up next week so listen into that one and that's it for this week yeah thank you very much and you know this is signing off from the number one running podcast <laughs> thank you for listening to the Runner's Diary podcast subscribe to the podcast on Spotify Apple Podcasts, or from your podcast provider. Follow us on social media. And until next week, happy running.